constant like as you keep going and moving further and further it's like this constant battle you have to be like okay i have to be prepared or else i'm gonna get taken out yeah, yeah. you know totally. like the so. enemy just tries to disqualify you in every single way yeah yep. where he's like oh you're too young oh you're by yourself you're exactly. lonely yeah oh like were you even called like doubt yeah um yeah in just so many ways like the enemy tries to disqualify people yeah, yeah. Hello everyone, welcome Hi, back. Everyone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to, <laughs> to the YWAM Kansas City podcast. Um, today you're hanging with the intern girls. Uh, we're all in the messengers internship, and we are just gonna introduce ourselves and share our stories. We have a few notes for today, but it's really just gonna be us hanging out and mm-hmm. talking. Um, so I'll I'll introduce myself first, then you go. Um, my name is Mary Jen. I'm from. Roanoke, Virginia, and I did my DTS in Kona in 2019, so I've been in YWAM for like a year and a half or something. I am Desi, I'm from Kalispell, Montana, and I did my DTS in Kona, Hawaii as well back in 2018, um, and then I staffed for a couple of years, and now we're here, and we'll get into that later. Yep. And I'm Shivani, and I'm originally from India, so I was adopted from India, so I grew up in Washington State. Um, the most Americanized Indian you'll probably ever meet. I tell everyone <laughs> that, just so you know. Can confirm. But I also did my DTS in Kona, and that was in 2017. So, yeah, it's been great. Awesome. Cool. So we'll start. We, we're just going to talk about our journeys of like how we ended up in this messenger internship, where we've been, where we are and where we're going. So I'll start with Desi. Um, a, a little bit of background on our team. We have a team of seven of us that are um, committed to going back to the Philippines. We've all been there at some point or yeah. another, some longer than others. Um, <laughs> so there's six marrieds on our team. So there's three couples and then Desi is the only single. So we're gonna just <laughs> ask Desi's perspective is like, what is it like being um, the only single like on our team and challenges and pros of that so yeah um, yeah it's it's been an interesting time here uh, in Kansas City um, as you guys know it's been um, yeah just a lot of uh, spiritual warfare a lot of um, just rooting and grounding myself in in who God is really mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's a thing that I always go back to um, whenever I have a hard time is just the word of the Lord over my life yeah. and just yeah. um, knowing that yeah like this is worth it and um, that this is just really a time to um, just sow in kind of to everything that God um, has for me and so I'll kind of give my story um, kind of of how I got here. Um, and so that started back in 2019, I think when um, I was in Kona, Hawaii, staffing a DTS, my first DTS actually. I was 19 years old, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the Lord really put the Philippines on my heart and that's where I, I led a team to. Um, it was my first time like ever leading a team young people it was a very big challenge um but when I got there I just absolutely fell in love with the country and God just broke my heart yeah for the nation and and Shiv was also kind of a part of that yeah that's where we met yeah, yeah first Sweet. time yeah I remember yeah. I was preaching at a church and then Shiv gave her testimony after that and we were in a jeepney which is kind of a, 
a vehicle in the Philippines transportation. <laughs> yeah. um, and she was like, hey, like you should stay here. Um, and she didn't even know that I was like already kind of like thinking about that before. Um, the Lord kind of had spoken to me a little bit during that outreach about um, staying there. Um, and it was just like kind of like this juggle of, um, should I stay here? Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't have like all my things, like, you know, like it was kind of just like an awkward time. Um, and also, also I had a, another year commitment with um, the DTS, Discipleship Training School, I was staffing. And so, yeah, it was just like a little bit of a process of like asking God um, what I should do and just felt peace about going back to Kona, um, staffing my last year. And then, yeah, a little bit later um, into that year, um, God spoke to me out of the blue. Like, um, he's like, I want you to stay there this time. And I was like, whoa, like what? <laughs> like, that's all he said. He didn't say anything else. He's like, I just, I want you to stay there this time. And it was kind of like this wrestle. I was like, uh, like, what about, you know, I was like worrying about the details and stuff. Um, right. So yeah, it was just a lot of like surrender to the Lord. Um, and yeah, later on we figured out that we would be going to the Philippines. So I was supposed to lead another team to the Philippines in March of 2020. Um, and as we know, <laughs> something kind of happened, you know, yeah. <laughs> we kind of got Global into a pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> Fun stuff. Classic. <laughs> um, so that that door was kind of closed and Oh. I was just getting ready. Oh. <laughs> I was like, am I, I supposed like, to be sorry? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We hate these things. <laughs> Throw it out. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, global pandemic, pretty crazy. I was like, okay, God, like you told me that I was going to stay here. Like what's going on? And so that was kind of crazy. Um, our school kind of ended up deciding that going on outreach wasn't the best thing. So um we ended up sending all our students home um, to kind of like reach their hometowns, home their cities and stuff. Um, I ended up going to my friend's house in St. Louis because I just felt um, like the Lord just told me to go there. I didn't really know why. But I was like, okay, God. Um, and then later on, um, the base leader from the Philippines, um, she texted me and kind of like threw out this opportunity of coming here to Kansas City with six couples, or six <laughs> married yeah, people, six yeah, married people about to be married, about to be married. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Like, I'll be the only single one. Like, okay." <laughs> um, but yeah, I just spent like a couple days uh, praying about that, and just got like total confirmation from the Lord to go. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, this is like the perfect place." Total preparation stuff. Um, thought I was signing up for six months, um, came here, it turned out to be a lot longer than six months. Um, but yeah, I think think the process of being here and, and being a single person kind of in the team has been definitely a challenge, like I said um, in the beginning. And just like a lot of lies and attacks from mm-hmm. the enemy, um, just about like loneliness and being kind of like the outcast and stuff. But yeah, like I said, I just always kept on holding onto the word of the Lord mm-hmm. um, for me being here and just really feeling like this is a time where I can just um, go deeper with him yeah. um, mm-hmm. in relationship with him. And yeah, I know that this is just like such an awesome time that's set apart to just prepare. So when we do go back to the Philippines, you know, we're going to be fully prepared. Um, 
So yeah, I think that's kind of my perspective of it. It's been mm-hmm. hard. It's been a lot of, um, yeah, like fighting for the truth, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been so worth it and I wouldn't like take back anything. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, so Shiv, I want to kind of ask you because I know that you were in the Philippines before, um, you're kind of there for a while, you know, like I said, when I'm, when I met you there, you're kind of there staffing. Yeah. Um, and just wanted to like hear your perspective of, of like how it's been like coming from like the Philippines and like being here and like how like you feel like this time has really prepared you and like, do you feel like more like equipped to like go back? Um, and just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when I first moved to the Philippines, it was in 2018, Mm -hmm. and I had actually been leading a team there from Kona, just a DTS outreach team with YWAM, Mm -hmm. and the Lord had specifically spoken to me seven months before, and He's like, I'm going to ask you to move to a nation soon, and so I'm thinking like years in advance, Mm -hmm. right? And so I get to the Philippines, and there's just like so many words, so many dreams, and the Lord was like, stay. And similar to you, Desi, like nothing past that. It was just like, I want you to stay in the Philippines. (laughs) And I remember just being like, okay, Lord, and do what? Because like I'm single at that time and my team would be leaving me and I didn't really know anyone else on base. And at the time, the base was quite small, um, still developing. And so I'm thinking like, okay, Lord, what am I going to do as a single person, move to the Philippines all by myself? And so, of course, the time comes around, my team leaves. And I was just like, okay, I have to stay. There's no way I can disobey the Lord. And I know that if I leave, there's no way I'm coming back. (laughs) So I stay in the Philippines. And it was just this wrestle of just being like, oh, did I really hear God? Like, is this actually from the Lord? Or was this something just crazy that I thought up of my own? Um, And it was definitely a while of me just like really doubting if I even heard the Lord. But then the longer I stayed there, the, the more I realized, no, like God actually has called me here. And my heart really is to go back to India. Like I was saying earlier, I'm adopted from India. Yep. And just the healing process the Lord has brought me on of just wanting to go back to my own country um, and minister there. So I was kind of confused when the Lord told me to stay in the Philippines because I'm like, hmm, that's not really like what my heart burns for. <laughs> but okay, Lord, like I'll no. just stay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, that's where I met my husband. Um, He was already a staff there and we just got to know each other. And sometimes I think the Lord asked me to move there just so I would meet him and we could get married. (laughs) But I definitely think there is this preparation um, that the Lord has done in my heart and his heart especially as well. And this preparation that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't stayed of just like, okay, this is what it looks like to be fully dive into the field and like, be mm. uncomfortable constantly, like not yeah. have your family, you know, yep. even a phone call away because it was like this time difference, you know, mm-hmm. they're yeah. sleeping when you're awake. And so it was just like completely uprooted from my comfort zone, from everything I knew. And mm-hmm. just like this journey of faith of like, okay, Lord, putting everything on the line, like risking it all, what are you going to do with it? Yep. And so, of course, through a series of time, um, My husband and I got engaged and we were actually on our way to get married in 
the beginning of 20... 2020. Yeah. Yep. I was like, when did the <laughs> pandemic start? <laughs> it was forever. like forever. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, beginning of 2020, we're heading home um, to get married. And then Tommy and Claudia, we're the base leaders of the Philippines, yeah. ask us to come to this internship in Kansas City. And we're like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> and I had kind of felt from the Lord that we weren't going to come to the Philippines right away, but mm -hmm. I just didn't know why we wouldn't. Yeah. And so it just seemed like the most perfect opportunity to be like, all right, Lord, like committing this much more of my time to get prepared, get the training I need. And especially being on the field and recognizing like, yeah, we can go and do all this ministry yeah. and evangelism. But what happens after we leave? Yeah. That was always my right. question is like, who is reaching out to these people after I leave? And like after yeah. you have this nice like compassion ministry or even like this altar call moment, these people all go back to their homes or wherever mm -hmm. they're from. And my question was always like, but what happens to them after that? Like, of course you can keep like preaching and going around the, the entire Philippines, but like what happens after? What's the follow-up look yeah. like? Mm -hmm. And so really coming to this internship has answered that question of like, wow, we can do ministry in a way that is actually like not only transformational, but it's also sustainable and you can yeah. do it in such a way that there's good follow-up and you can yeah. train people to keep following up with these people and then training them how to be, how to make them disciples and then disciple other people. And it's, it's yeah. this multiplication so work where the Holy Spirit can just keep moving and it doesn't just stop after you leave. Yeah. And so that was really my heart is to be like, we need to keep reaching out to these people yeah. and these people need discipleship. Mm -hmm. And being here, I feel like just getting even that deeper training of what it looks like to go do something and not just blindly do it, mm -hmm. but actually have yeah. a plan, have yeah. a strategy <clears throat> and do it in the most effective way, you yeah. know? That's and so, so good. Really, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of my story of how I got here in the process of just yeah. being here. But it's been amazing. And just to affirm, Desi, like, I can't imagine our team without you. <laughs> yeah, you lead us absolutely. in so many ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's so been good. great. Yeah, it's good. I totally know what you mean, though. Like, when I was like, call when God called me to the Philippines, I was like, okay, but like, why are you calling me yeah. there? Like, mm -hmm. what's the point of like, just another like, missionary, like going there? Mm -hmm. And like, when he called me there, I didn't even know like what I'd be doing. I'm like, okay, like I'll go, but like, I guess I'll just like go to the YWAM base and like yeah. staff with everyone. Yeah. But I think like being here in the internship, really like understanding like what we're doing and like getting like a plan and just like understanding that we're shooting for something that's like long-term, like we want something sustainable. We want to, you know, not just like go and like preach a gospel and mm -hmm. um, like see salvations, but we want to see like multiplication. We want to see mm -hmm. Like we want to teach people how to preach a gospel to people and like create like this form of discipleship and stuff. So yeah, I think that's really good, Shiv. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And knowing that like the lies don't stop. Yeah. Like even if you're called, you're still battling yeah. like, oh, am I even qualified for this? Yeah. yeah. Or like, did God actually say this? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, the battle is real. Like mm -hmm. the warfare doesn't stop. It's like yeah. this constant like, as you keep going and moving further and further, it's like this constant battle. You have to be like, okay, I have to be prepared or else I'm gonna get taken out. Yeah, yeah. you know, totally. Like the so. enemy just tries to disqualify you in every single way. Yeah. Yep. Where he's like, oh, you're too young. Oh, you're by yourself. You're exactly. lonely. Yeah. Oh, like, were you even called like doubt? Yeah. Um, yeah, in just so many ways, like the enemy tries to disqualify people. Yeah. 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 I think that's also like a big thing that we've been learning like here in the internship is that what we're actually preparing for is like war. Like yeah. we're not just like 
it's not just like this fun idea to like go to the mission field and yeah. to like preach the gospel like we're actually like preparing for war like it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy yeah. if you think about it like we're literally like like kind of like marching like into like this battlefield yeah, yeah. which is like it's kind of like scary to think about but mm-hmm. also like what a perfect time for like we have time is this. Yeah, yeah for such a time as this <laughs> yeah. you know to like prepare for war yeah um it's i so think good. yeah yeah even like in the pandemic i think we've all kind of felt this kind of like retreating like okay like this is what's going on in the world yeah. and we need to like go back like rally up the troops yeah. and like yeah. see like okay what yeah. are we actually going to do about this what are we actually going to do about the evil in the world the injustice the like yeah the everything yeah um yeah yeah but and i really what i really love about that too is like you're not only gathering this army but you're training them and then deploying them yeah so it's like how the west point world works like they have a plan they have a blueprint of Mm -hmm. what they're doing it's not just them landing on the ground and not knowing what to do you know they land on the ground running and they know what they're doing and what they're going after so yeah yeah, it's been so good. good Um, Mary Jane, I would love to hear your perspective kind of on how this has been for you because I know that you are like the youngest one. So how (laughs) has that um, kind of been like, has the enemy like kind of like told you any lies like about feeling disqualified? Because I know that's that's a very common thing is the enemy, you know, tries to lie about that we aren't qualified because of our age. Yeah, yeah. totally. I I feel like it's not so much like disqualifying me but feeling like I'm missing out of something because Mm. all my friends that I like graduated with I graduated in 2019 um so all my friends I graduated with like went to college and they're like you know like uh living with all their roommates and like going to school and all that stuff it's just so different than like what where I'm at right now um so that's what I felt more it's like oh like am I missing out Mm -hmm. on something by not taking that like conventional road Mm -hmm. right and and, like even getting married at 19 where (laughs) oh like where the enemy tries to lie to me like oh like you're missing out on this because like you got married so young you're missing out on like Mm -hmm. your single years which is like yeah like what does that even mean you know um but I was like dead set on going to college and I think in the back of my mind I knew that wasn't gonna happen yeah um but I was like because all my friends were I was like okay I need like a plan to like tell people when they ask me where I'm going to college yeah um and I was set on like studying I picked a a college Appalachian State um with a major of sustainable development and then I would do like um, a concentration on like nonprofits and poverty, sorry, poverty alleviation. Um, so that was like what my heart was burning for at mm-hmm. my school. Oh, I like yeah. spent a year studying that and wrote like my senior thesis on that and everything, and like never got tired of it. And that's like what I wanted to do after I graduate. Like yeah. similar thing, like move overseas, like do compassion work and that kind of thing. But then the Lord spoke to me about like it's actually so much bigger than that. Like you need to zoom out because Mm -hmm. I want to teach you how to like create sustainable revival I don't want you to just like develop worldly things but I want to like see sustainable like spiritual movements Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so that was like how the Lord spoke to me and then that's how I ended up not going to college um and then I went to the Philippines and just got so like sold out for that nation uh I uh, fell in love with my husband there because we were there together. And then came back, went to Rwanda, then had to come home because of the pandemic. Um, 
and then now I'm here. So, which is kind <laughs> well, of like a, it was like a, just a faith journey where yeah. it was like, oh, like this is something that like could be good or it could be like really random. Yeah. But <laughs> like we had no idea what we were coming into. Yeah. Our, yeah. our friends were just like, oh, like this guy's great. Go get trained by this base. And we were like, okay. There's like nothing else to <laughs> yeah. do. But like, even just in that like blind, like following the Lord, there's so much like that we've learned where we aren't just like, wandering around like wondering what to do but we're like yeah back to like the army we're like filled with purpose when we get on the ground and yeah. like we're filled with purpose now yep so that was kind of my journey yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so good that's so good yeah um mm-hmm. so i think next we want to talk about a little bit about what community looks like mm-hmm. um for us and our team of seven like on the entire base community like outside of the ywam world mm-hmm. um Cause it's just funny. Cause we like all live on the same. We all live in the same building, so yeah. we're we are not more than a a thirty second walk yeah. from each other, which is funny. Yeah. So it is like such intense community, but it like there's so much growing and like mm-hmm. changing that happens in that. So if I do, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, for me, I think community is so important. Like you constantly have to surround yourself with people who believe in you um not only for what you're doing but also just like there's this like this championship and this trust that's built that like you know that if you when you're down you have someone that's going to pick you back up i mean of course now that i'm married i have my husband for that but even outside of that like together Mm -hmm. as a couple we know that we have this community around us that we like believes in us and like reminds us why we're here yeah. reminds us why we're called but also somebody that we can pour into as well yeah and reach out to as well and it's like this like this unity that god always intended um to happen and i feel like we've really found that in this community uh, of just being surrounded with such like loving and caring people yeah and yeah yeah i feel like you don't find that very often like you don't find a community that really like challenges you supports you calls you higher um and yeah, I feel like it's like there's so much value in yeah, it absolutely. and being here and like we've grown so much more because of it. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. I think yeah. the most important part of community also is um, kind of always coming around like one thing, which is like God and yeah. always like rooting everything that we do in like, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think like that's something that our community does really well. Um, and obviously we're always still growing. There's always, you know, things that we can do. Um, more, but I think the main thing is always like coming back to Jesus and yeah. like how good He is, and just um, yeah, yeah. I think that has been really good, and also that that we all kind of have the same heart to go back to the Philippines is super mm-hmm. key. Also, yeah. like just unifying, yeah, mm-hmm. like unity. Um, so that has been like really important. I think in this community is just always like going back to the Father and like gazing on Him and. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want to encourage anyone watching this, like, you don't have to, like, be living on a YWAM base to have community. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, like, at, like, at college living in a dorm with all your friends to have community. Like, that's something that we're called to cultivate. And yeah, yeah, like, sometimes we'll come into a place where it's like, oh, this great community already exists, but that's also what we're called to. And you can't, like like we were talking about before, you can't disqualify yourself because you're like, oh, like I don't live on a YWAM base, so I don't have community or 
Um, I like, I just moved to a new place. I don't know anyone, so I don't have community, but that's something mm-hmm. you like by full faith that you have to step out in and like yeah. really cultivate that like um, vertical unity between you and God. Yeah. And then that creates like horizontal unity mm-hmm. between you and everyone else that's has that vertical unity with God. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. And you're almost like leading other people into that like intimacy with the Father. And it's like any other normal relationship. Like if you're gonna have a friendship, yeah. you have to sow into it, you have to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's, it's really this thing that you, you do have to go after and you do have to cultivate or else you're not gonna have it. And yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Community. And so we're just going to talk like uh, about a few things that we do to cultivate community in our team, on our YWAM base. Um, for example, for our uh, Philippines team, we do family nights every week and it looks like different things every yeah. time. Like last yeah. night was our family night, but we uh, like a, a family um, in Kansas City invited us to their house so we, like that was our family night and then we had like a few other people in on that but sometimes it's just like worship time for us to come together mm-hmm. and it's so important to like have that outside of obviously we're together all the time we like work together learn together yeah but to like take time outside of like the required things to like yeah. really dive into community yeah, yeah. so good it's really good And one other thing I would say about, like, our internship that I didn't expect at all, I thought, like, okay, it's an internship, we're going to be sitting in class, like, have our little office time, and then go home, and that's it. But I was, like, shocked at how holistic, like, the the content of the internship and, like, the schedule of the internship is and, like, everything, even just right before this, well, I was expecting to, like, learn okay we're gonna learn like strategy for the philippines that kind of thing which we do but then right before this we were like leading a prayer set and like Mm -hmm. a few months ago none of us knew how to play instruments (laughs) i think one of us had like sang in front of people before but now we're over there in the prayer we're leading a whole prayer set (laughs) who would have thought thought. (laughs) for real um but yeah just like how holistic it is like that yeah it really is a combination of like your spiritual development your Mm -hmm. relationship with the lord but also like really going after the things that the lord wants like outside of yourself and like really going after transformation going after Mm -hmm. yeah going after nations really yeah i think something that you said um in the beginning of the internship Mary Jane, that really stuck out to me was you kind of you get as much as you put in Mm -hmm. yes and you know we have like this schedule that kind of like gives us room to yeah really invest in our time but we do have times where we like have time to do stuff but like what are you going to do with that time yeah, for sure how are you going to invest with that and i know for me a lot of the times i like to chill by like watching like a movie or something or like a mm-hmm. show but even since i've been here i've been like so like god has put on my heart to like do other things mm-hmm. and like use like i could be doing other things with that time that really like pours into like my relationship with him yeah mm-hmm. um so i think that's something that like will be good for when we go back to the philippines or even like for like people like you know at home to just like be a good like steward of your time yeah Um, because we don't have like a ton of time on this earth like how are we going to invest that right um yeah yeah and i think as leaders like we have to model that first yeah um, and draw others into it yeah so that's so good yeah 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 if you guys don't have anything else you can wrap up um yeah 
just like full recap of what we've talked about we kind of shared our own stories um of like we talked about how we were called and then like the biggest thing is like right after we were called right after the lord spoke to us the enemy like came flying at us with lies and Mm -hmm. distractions and loneliness and all that kind of thing um but I think like the, the biggest thing that we want you to know is like you cannot disqualify yourself. Yeah. Like nothing like um, because you have been called and even if you don't feel like you've been called, you have been called. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he like God qualifies you in every way simply mm-hmm. because you're you are his child mm-hmm. and you like yeah. the biggest thing is like stay strong. You can't like disqualify yourself because yeah. you feel this or the enemy is telling you this and like even for like missions for community you just can't disqualify yourself in any way yeah yeah and i think that's all we have for today yeah yeah so bye (laughs) peace out